of Colorado, there is a Senate bill. Uh, it's 21-132, and it will establish a digital communications division and digital communications commission to regulate online speech, specifically targeting fake news, intentional disinformation, and conspiracy theories with the goal of eliminating those practices. There's no provided definitions of those terms. We're getting a state senator of Colorado pulled off the floor so he can speak to us. Is there a chance that AOC's dream of a truth commission or Orwell's warning of the Ministry of Truth is actually coming to an American state? We'll find out in 60 seconds. Stand by. Program. So my pillow is the best pillow I've ever slept on, and it is it is something that I would never have bought at the store because I wouldn't have believed it, uh, and it was given to me as a gift by Mike Lindell. And I had to meet him one day, and I had the pillow, and I hated it because it was a smaller size. But do you think maybe a little smaller? And I hated it, hated it, and I was dreading meeting with him all day because I was going to tell him I hate it. He said, you have the wrong size. He sent me another one. And I reluctantly tried it out. And I love it. I sleep with it every single night. His sheets. My wife loves the sheets. I love the sheets. They're really, really super soft. So now, what could make your sleep even better? How about a mattress topper? MyPillow's mattress topper guarantees you the most restful, deep healing sleep of your life. That's quite a claim to make. But that's why they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. They're making huge claims. If they don't live up to them, ship it back. It will provide superior support. It kind of helps regulate the temperature through the night. The four corner straps hold your topper into place, and it's all covered with a durable, softer than silk fiber that zips right off. It's completely machine washable and dryer. And right now, you'll get 30% off the mattress topper plus two standard MyPillows at one great bundle. It's a great deal at MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Use the promo code BECK. Receive this incredible offer now at MyPillow.com. Senator, we uh, have now Colorado, Colorado State Senator Jerry Sonnenberg. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Good afternoon or morning, sir. It's a pleasure to be with you from the Petri dish of the Democrat Party. They throw stuff against the wall here to see if it works So they before they go nationwide. What happened to Colorado? It, I mean, it was a state wow. that I would have loved to live in. It is beautiful there, and it's gone crazy. It, it, it has. It, uh, it, is, uh, it has turned into the middle coast of the East and West Coast uh, liberal bend. And uh, uh, we're, we're struggling here in Colorado and, and what's happening with, uh, uh, with all the attacks on our freedoms and liberties. So it's, it's not liberal. This is gone. This is insane now, what they're talking about. There is a new bill out. I know you're aware of it. Senate Bill 21-132 
for a digital communications division. Tell me what this bill actually is. Well, the interesting part is the bill is being run by the person that wants to take out Congressman Boebert uh, that has announced for that congressional district. And what she wants to do is allow the governor to appoint a five-member commission with no requirements on political balance, no requirements on any balance whatsoever. And then that commission has the ability to determine what is uh, uh, hate speech, what is fake news, Uh, They make all of those determinations and then confine you. They can also set up fees to all social media platforms, which quite frankly might even include uh, uh, blogs after uh, a news story uh, from a a media. Uh, Whenever somebody makes a comment on social media, that would be regulated by this commission. I mean... Is there outrage in Colorado about this? I mean, it seems pretty, you know, Moscow, 1962. Uh, this this does seem stolen, doesn't it? It, it absolutely. Uh, there There is outrage from my side of the aisle, but it's interesting that it's not being condemned uh, or pushed back against by our governor, uh, or leadership in either chamber. Uh, they're just kind of letting it slide. I don't know if they're supportive, but they sure haven't come out and opposed it. So you got to assume that they support this type of effort of squashing our First Amendment uh, uh, rights, free speech, by their silence. Well, I, I will tell you, they're serious about it in Washington, D.C. Why wouldn't they be serious about it, you know, in Colorado? Is there... Is there any chance this passes? I honestly don't think so, but, you know, <laughs> it depends. Yeah, here's what I'll tell you. It's 2021. The Democrats, yeah, the Democrats have not come out and said they oppose it. They have not come out and said that this is bad policy. So I don't know if it will die or not. I, uh, the truth is, I'd like to have it. I, I, I hope it lives through committee and actually gets to the Senate floor so we have a discussion and we can hear all of the Democrats talk about how they want to squash free speech. I don't think that'll happen. I actually think if, if, if their leadership is smart, they can't afford to let this go to the floor. Uh, they have to kill this attack on our First Amendment. As Is there any pushback from the people of Colorado on things like critical race? Are you hearing from parents or, or anybody about trying to stand the line against some of these things? Uh, absolutely. And interestingly enough, uh, uh, Colorado, rural Colorado especially, has become outraged uh, where they have been tried to stay isolated, just do their work in agriculture and those type of things have now become outraged and, and are rallying and getting involved. Uh, so uh, Colorado, especially the rural parts of the state, have been awakened, and uh, I want to say that they probably have awakened the sleeping giant. Uh, even though they're small in numbers, uh, they will have a strong, strong voice as this moves forward. I will tell you, it is the giant cities and the cities with all the universities and usually the state capital 
that becomes so infected and they are leaving all of the people in uh, the rural areas way behind. It's it's I mean, you think if you listen to the media, it's that we can't talk to one another. Uh, and I don't know if that's necessarily true. But with the policies that are being pushed now by the extreme far uh, left and what's happening in Washington, we don't have much left in common. Uh, if you're in a big city and you're talking to somebody who lives in, you know, rural Colorado or rural Wyoming or Texas, you just you don't understand each other. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that uh, our urban cousins had a generation that was still on the farm, whether it was an uncle or a grandparent, out in rural areas of some state, so they had some tie. We don't have that anymore. And interestingly enough, uh, it, it, the voice is shrinking because you look at as as legislators are based on population. I represent alone in my Senate district. 20% of the entire landmass of Colorado. That makes it very hard to get a rural message to my urban cousins and the urban legislators. It is, uh, if you're, if you're running or representing 20% of the landmass, uh, you have to be affected by what the government is doing with BLM land and, and the gobbling up of, of state land that they've been told twice by the Supreme Court to send it back to the states. It belongs to the states. There's no intention of doing anything except what it seems to me, roping that land off and not allowing the states to do anything with it. Uh, absolutely. And what we're seeing now is uh, the attempts to try and uh, uh, benefit all of the country through mineral production uh, on federal lands. Uh, that's being shut down as well. So, uh, and, and you can see it at the gas pump. Uh, gas now is 70 cents higher than it was in January here in Colorado. Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy to figure out what that's attributed to. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jerry. I appreciate it. That is uh, State Senator Jerry Sonnenberg from Colorado. Uh, and uh, if you see any movement on this, Senator, if you wouldn't mind just... Uh, reaching out in case we miss it otherwise we'll be watching it as well and reach back out to you absolutely i look forward to talking to you again soon God thank bless. you and i'll keep you informed you bet Bye. all right our sponsor this half hour is gold gold line the largest u.s financial institutions are out to win no matter how many american you know average retailers are out there and retail investors that they have to step over to get there They've been doing this for a very long time, and they're not changing anytime soon. They are willing to take enormous risks because they know our money will bail them out. And we are currently, with your tax dollars, your money that you're on the hook for, we're bailing these big banks out. You know what I love is the Fed is actually the five largest banks in the country. We pretty much know who they are. We don't have verification, but we pretty much know who they are. So they're deciding to print more money to give that money to themselves. You just when they're wearing their banker hat, not the Fed hat. And then they're taking that money and they're investing it in big corporations on Wall Street. And then they're making all of the financial rules outside of Washington, but in cahoots with Washington. They're making the financial rules so they can decide which, com which companies make it, and which companies don't. They're going to get rich off of all of this. 
please, I want you to call Goldline now and see if if gold or silver is right for you. They have a great special right now with every tube of certified gold Liberty coins. You're going to get five brilliant uncirculated Kennedy silver half dollars at no additional charge. These are the same exact coins that I have purchased in the past from Goldline. They're the only company that I trust to do business with. Call Goldline now at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Goldline.com. They're waiting for your call now. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, the uh, the Daily Wire asked a good question yesterday. If Donald Trump was a Nazi for detaining migrant children, what does that make Joe Biden? <laughs> Albert Speer, a well-meaning Nazi. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. The good Nazi. Yeah, the good Nazi. He's the good Nazi. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't think you can come out and criticize him if you're the media. You, ha- you had to say that... Ju- the idea behind Trump was that he was uniquely bad, not just bad, but uniquely bad. And when Donald Trump was putting kids in cages, as they said, and we found out a lot of the pictures of that were from the Obama administration, they just seemed to sort of blow by that and try to find little distinctions between the policies. I assume they'll try the same thing here, but when you have... The same administration, I mean, Biden was part of the Obama administration, when you have the same people sandwiched around Trump doing the things that they said Trump was uniquely terrible for doing, how do you have any credibility on this? You have none. But you have the press that is, you know, running cover for you. Yeah, just There's nobody that is, there's, by the way, uh, anyone in the border patrol that would like the story told and would like to be able to uh show the pictures i was the guy down on the border in under obama that talked about the cages tried to get i personally called people like chuck todd and said you've got to cover this this is this is beyond politics this is kids being kept in cages there was no interest in the media I was interested in it under Obama. I was interested in it uh, under Trump, and I'm interested in it today. We are doing horrible things down on the border because no one will talk about it. And they, they don't really care. Otherwise, he'd be down there now. They only cared about it because it was a tool for politics. They don't care about these children. Otherwise, you'd have a sad-looking AOC at the at the fence looking in thinking this is the holocaust this is literally a concentration camp <laughs> i could get that sort of thing from wow her. is that a clip from her <laughs> yeah it was pretty good <laughs> yeah, literally 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 a concentration camp like i was i was one uh, time i pushed i i uh flipped a switch over my sink and it made this really loud sound <laughs> and there's like a monster in there eating something right. it's like eating metal inside of my sink right does everybody have one of these <laughs> i've never even heard of it they say that it's a garbage garbage disposal <laughs> yes yes dear. yes it's uh, old technology it's old technology you're doing great here yeah. in life and everything okay. uh but yeah no it's it's obviously hypocritical one of the things that would be helpful here 
and would at least give us someone else to criticize about it if they didn't ask questions was would be if the media actually had an opportunity to talk to Joe Biden and ask him these questions every day. And maybe that's about as much as he said so far. My hat. Your hat. Yeah. So the point here what am I is if there were actually here? press conferences, mm-hmm. maybe he could hold one considering he's I already today, set the record today. Earlier this week, mm-hmm. they said that Thursday would be he would give a give a speech primetime address yeah mm-hmm. an address and then he would take questions now he may um, maybe he takes a question or two i don't know but he's not done a formal press conference which is the standard we hold presidents to every single one of them for the past hundred years has done one by this time in his presidency every single one and joe biden would know because he was there for all hundred years hey, i'm just uh, coming uh down the stairs now like, I'm just riding in that little chair they installed. Uh, Hang on, it'll take me a second to get to the bottom of the stairs. (laughs) You know, when Jill said she was going to put me in a home, I didn't know it would be this nice. And they're very nice here. They they give me my pills. And, uh, but some of the people here are delusional. This this kind of... uh, black lady comes by she says she's going to be president uh in just a few weeks and i (laughs) they're delusional help me help me (laughs) my hat i think that would be important to hear Mm -hmm. i think we should all know if the president is there or not you know what i mean yeah Uh, and you know he continually Right. Goes down these roads where he these this builds and builds and builds. He flubs something here. He flubs something there in a public appearance. Everyone gets a little bit more worried. And then he's able to kind of piece a sentence or two together. And everyone's like, OK, well, I guess he's OK again. That's not the standard we should have for the president no, of the it, United States. And it's not about it's not about anything other than what are our allies and our enemies thinking if our enemies think that our president is in hat, uh, there's a problem. There's a real problem. And to be very clear here, yeah. I am not advocating for Joe Biden to step down. I want I Joe Biden want to serve to every day. Every day of this term. Yeah, every I day. I do not want Kamala Harris in that job. And I know Biden's going to be terrible. But I want him to be there every single day until January 20th, 2025, which is a terrible, hard thing to say. But I want him there every day until then. If they have to give him a shot of cocaine to keep him lucid, fine. I'm fine. If they need to put like a little, like, uh, (laughs) you know, little, those dolls used to have a box, you know, you pull out and it'd be like. The cow goes moo. If they need to put a box in that and just somebody stand behind him pulling a string the whole time, I'm also fine with that. I want this president to serve his entire term. Yes. So I 100% don't want him out of 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> I did not want him out of office in <laughs> any <laughs> way. <laughs> However, that being said, <laughs> you have to have questions as to whether he is capable of doing this. I and, have questions. And these giant $1.9 trillion bills that are being passed. Did I just put a load in my pants? I, I, you, are you saying you can't control your... I'm, I'm not, I just asked a question. I wasn't making a statement. Oh, okay. No um, questions. Don't think that's a good good question to ask, frankly. <laughs> I just I don't know. I don't know where he's going to. Uh, I don't know where he goes from here. What is I mean, he, he at what, some? They said he may may be able to get a press conference in by the end of the month, which well, is he's twenty so days away. Busy. He puts logs on. I like to put logs on fires. That's what I do in in the round uh, room that they put me in. I was a little afraid when Jill said, I'm going to be in a round room, uh, but this one doesn't have any padding. Mm. And I like fire. I put logs on fire. <laughs> Did you see that story? They, they were so that, that's that was the, the he goes to bed or I go to bed very early four in the <laughs> afternoon, but I get up early. I get up at 10 a.m. the next day mm. uh, and he likes to put logs on the fire. Okay, that's that, that's not making me feel better. Okay, no, that's not making you know. If he's out back chopping the logs, chopping the, he goes out. He goes out to the forest every weekend and he's chopping logs. And those are the logs he wants to use on the fire. That's a story. Me like put log on fire myself is not <laughs> helpful. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Some amazing stats on the border coming up. If you're living with pain, especially if you're living in constant and severe pain, uh, I want to talk to you about, um, well, no, I guess I don't. I guess I'm in the wrong. It's lifeline, a life lock. If you like keeping your stuff, your money, your identity, your credibility. See, once I got the uh, the Hall of Fame thing yeah. and I have the Marconis, mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. Right. You're just going to just I'm just, just coasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I'm going to end up in a gulag at some point. Mm-hmm. So well, I don't really care. It's all just, downhill into the gulag. I from just here. show up mm-hmm. and read whatever they tell me to read. <laughs> uh, lifelock. Okay, Bad Joe. news. Lifelock. <laughs> uh, the, the cyber criminals are really good at taking your stuff. Um, and especially around tax time. Don't you feel patriotic? No, I don't. And that's where cyber criminals can really take your information and cash your checks with the IRS. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock's the best in the business. 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK. LifeLock.com. Promo code Beck. And BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Congressman uh, Chip Roy is quickly working his way up on the uh, Glenn Beck Program favorite Congress people uh, list. Uh, welcome to the program. Chip, how are you, sir? Well, that's a pretty low bar to, to make work <laughs> up that list. But. Well, no, not everybody. We, we don't have a very long list to be on the list. Really, it's like it's an honor just to be nominated. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, but uh, let, let's talk about what's happening on our southern border. Uh, and I would like to just put this out there. I'd sure like to go down with you and a camera crew uh, and uh, and see and show what's really happening on the border, especially with those cages, which I talked about during the Obama administration. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. Well, Glenn, you're absolutely right, and, and I'm happy to take you up on that. In fact, i got a trip coming up in a few days. Uh, happy to talk to your producer see if that works. If not, we might have some more coming up in the future. You okay. know, the district I represent gets within about 100 miles of the district. My friend Tony Gonzalez obviously has a whole bunch of it, but I'm going to be going down to you know Laredo. I'm going to be going down to uh, McAllen, Brown. So, look, for, for your listeners, I mean, most of your listeners are well-informed. They know how bad it is, but, it, but however bad they think it is, it's worse, um, and it's all purposeful. This is, this is President Biden either purposely and, and, and you know, willingly seeking to avoid his constitutional duty to secure the border in order to get some crass political gain out of seeming like they're compassionate, um, or it's frankly just rote incompetence on his part uh, and inability to comprehend how bad his policies are endangering the American people, empowering cartels. And, Glenn, I'll say this. As believers, as people of faith, you know, we, we're compassionate for the immigrants who seek to come here. I know mm-hmm. you are. I've heard you talk yep. about it. So am I. And we've got people who are being used as political pawns, who are being endangered, children, families, women and children, being endangered and abused by cartels on the journey. And now you've got these, these facilities packed with unaccompanied children in, in, in packed in there because of the policies of Biden, which, by the way, they were mocking the last two or three years President Trump's policies, which he was doing to exercise to minimize the danger and, and push back and work with Mexico and use Title 42 to stop the flow. What we have right now is 100,000 apprehensions in February. That is an extraordinary number. So you have that confirmed now? Because I heard that they hadn't come out with a number yet. You can confirm that 100,000? I can confirm that both from sources that I know full well, that it's probably even more than that, but also CBP put out officially yesterday the number that it was over 100,000. Now, here's the number that's not public and not official, but I'll tell you, people in DHS, sources, that they have had uh, about 11,000 people were caught and released in January and February because of overcrowded facilities. They're literally just catching and releasing. They're turning DHS into essentially a welcome center in which cartels are empowered and people are then, uh, uh, you know, abused in the process. And frankly, uh, it's, it's, it's disgusting what the Biden administration is doing. The Mexi- even the Mexican officials have come out just recently, and, you know, they were not a fan necessarily of Trump and all of his policies, uh, but they even said America has got to get this under control. It is empowering, and it's becoming a bigger business and a bitty- bigger moneymaker for the drug cartels than drugs. Well, and the worst part about it is, is you're absolutely right. They're, they're, they're profiting obscenely, moving human beings for profit, like $7,000 a head, sometimes 20000 depending on where they come from in the world. And then you've got the drug problem that is now exacerbated and made worse because our Border Patrol are being turned into caretakers, trying to figure out how to manage all these people in these facilities. And their eyes are off the, the, the ball in terms of between ports of entry. And now they're moving vast quantities of narcotics, fentanyl, and now we've got an addiction problem in this country, the opioid addiction, which gets worse because cartels are exploiting it and running uh, these dangerous narcotics uh, through our border, all because Biden wants to say in the false name of compassion that his policies are somehow pro-immigrant. And it's a lie. It's a dangerous lie. And, and look, in Texas, we're feeling it. High-speed chases, 
uh, people's homes getting broken into. The mayor of Del Rio, you know, put out a plea to the Biden administration. This is a Hispanic Democrat in Del Rio saying, Mr. President, please do your job to secure the border. Uh, Henry Cuellar, uh, Vicente Gonzalez, these are congressmen from Texas who are, you know, saying to the president, your administration is failing and not doing your job to actually do what needs to be done to make the border work. So um, it, it's, it's unfortunate, but I think and hopefully the American people are going to see it. But, of course, the mainstream media, they're not going to report it like they were when uh, Alexandria oh, no. was down there lying about kids drinking out of toilets or kids in cages. So so, Congressman, why is is Biden uh, not aware? Is he is he plugged into enough stuff or is there something else going on? You know, and this is, the, I think, $64,000 question. The Joe Biden of a decade ago, however liberal that he is and was, and he was, you and I have opposed him for you know decades. But I don't think the Biden of a decade ago, and in fact, if you look at the policies under Obama Biden, as bad as they were, they were nothing like this. I think that he is being uh, bullied and frankly just steamrolled because of, frankly, a, a certain level of, of either competence or engagement that isn't there, at least as it used to be. And that now the policies are, frankly, really troubling, because I don't think an American president would ever willingly look at this border and say to the American people, it's secure. There is no crisis. But he's allowing his DHS secretary to say that. And he's 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 frankly, this is the guy who two days ago referred to the secretary of defense as that guy who runs that outfit over there. I mean, this is extremely troubling. And and I think that what we're seeing right now is the radical left take advantage of a weak president and use it to jam through an unbelievably horrid agenda for crass political purposes. And the blood is on their hands for doing it. So this is why people uh, have dropped listening to news. They've they've uh, they're just they're unplugging because the problems are getting way too big. Uh, and it doesn't seem like anybody is either interested in doing something or um, people like you can't can't get things can't get things rammed through because even your own party at times doesn't support the ideas of of uh, people that believe in the Constitution. What is the solution well, here? Well, you're not wrong about, uh, frankly, that some of the default falls on Republicans who for too long were ignoring the problem at the border instead of doing what we should have done when we had majorities to do it. But here we sit and we're looking at what's happening. And so what we need to do is be faithful people, know that now that, 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 that the veil is being lifted for the American people. They're seeing the radical left on full display, not just at our borders, but at our schools where teachers unions are getting paid not to work or to teach America, uh, teach our kids that America's evil. The veil is being lifted. We got to target 2022 and 2024. And right now, turn to your governors, turn to your states, make them, particularly you border states. And Texas is one, obviously, that I'm proud to, to live in. And, and you know, Governor Abbott mentioned his, or, or you know, launched his uh, Lone Star project last week to try to, you know, empower DPS. Remember, during the Obama years, Texas spent almost a billion dollars working to try to secure the border ourselves using DPS, even though it's a full federal responsibility. States are going to need to start pushing back on a federal government that is not just ignoring the borders, but they're trying to take your guns away. They're defunding police. They're passing $2 trillion bills that remake your health care system. They're running away from Israel. They're empowering Iran. They're moving a radical agenda across that green agenda coming right down our throats uh, in the bureaucracy. So we're going to fight at the state level, and the American people need to make this uh, fix this in 2022. Uh, Congressman? Anything we can do to help you, you please let us know. 
the audience is eager for something that actually will make a difference. And I've been preaching to this, you know, the same uh, the same message uh, from this pulpit every day that it has to be fixed locally. Uh, and every state has to stand against this onslaught. What was passed in H.R. 1 is completely unconstitutional, completely totally. unconstitutional. And that stops anything from happening in 2022 or 2025 or four. Well, and Glenn, let me just say to any of your listeners out there in West Virginia, Arizona and other states with senators that need to listen, burn their phones down, that they not pass H.R. 1, that they not get rid of the filibuster and they hold the line on this ridiculous federalization of our elections. And if you're in a state like Texas or frankly, any state, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, uh, Arizona, any of the places that had issues last year, Burn down the doors of your legislators, the phones of your legislators, to make sure they know you want to see election reform at the state level, too. We're going to fight H.R. 1. We'll keep fighting. We'll get back in power in 2022 and try to fix some of this. But states need to lead the way. So get them to pass legislation. We're working on an effort to do that and, and set the principles out to encourage states to fix this. Representative Chip Roy from the great state of Texas and Washington, D.C. Stay safe, my friend. Thank you so much. God bless you, Glenn. Take you care. bet. Patriot Mobile um, wants to remind you that there's an option out there. Used to be the case that you were stuck with one mobile carrier company or the other because, you know, you'd get stuck with something that didn't have the service and the, and the coverage that you didn't want. Uh, well, that's not the case anymore. Patriot Mobile has the you know same service that everybody else does. And uh, it's because they're using the same cell towers. So call Patriot Mobile and see the difference. You'll see the difference in price. You'll see the difference in customer service. Patriot Mobile is great. Now, they're great because they save you money. They're great because they give you the same service, maybe even a little better. They give you great, great customer service. You can... uh, you can keep your phone, keep your number, or change it all if you want. And they don't donate to Planned Parenthood. That's kind of a big deal. Did you know your mobile carrier most likely is making huge donations to things like Planned Parenthood? Get out of the system. Patriot Mobile. Get free premier activation where they set up the phone for you. You get a special gift with the offer code back. Same service, lower price, and the values that you believe in. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Go there now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. A year ago, we were freaked out for entirely different reasons. Uh, We were freaked out because this is the one year anniversary of the WHO coming out and saying it is a pandemic. Uh, And when they said that, we didn't know what that meant. I mean, remember, there were like millions and millions of people could die. Uh, Two million people could die in America uh, in the next year. And they're like, whoa, wait, what? Yeah, that hadn't that number. I don't think was out there yet, but uh, it was we were it was a total unknown. And the other thing, remember, we we saw what happened in China and it was scary, scary in China. And remember, this is also a time where we have basically no testing. So no idea who has it, right. no idea how to track who has it. 
totally different situation than we're in uh, today. We had no real concept uh, as to what we were about to face. Our and hospitals had no PPEs. Yeah. I mean, I, that's right. Remember we that? didn't have we didn't have uh, what did Obama call them? Breathalators. <laughs> uh, we didn't we didn't have any um, yeah. uh, ventilators for people who had problems with breathing. And a lot of that wound up being wrong. I mean, the CDC's guidance as to how many deaths as it related to how many hospitalizations was so wildly incorrect that all these models on the hospitalizations were totally off, uh, which is one of the you know, this is one of the excuses of the Cuomo administration. We just thought there was going to be more people who came into the hospital. So we sent all the sick people back to the nursing homes. <laughs> oh, brilliant way to handle that. But this is also the night uh, that uh, the NBA canceled its season. If you know the clip, and there's a great, actually, an interesting podcast. If you want to relive this day, uh, ESPN 30 for 30 has a podcast. I think it's called March 11th, 2020. And it goes through the day of like what was happening behind the scenes as the Oklahoma City uh, Utah Jazz game was beginning, and they found out last second they got a positive test of one of the players. This the entire crowd's there already. They're already at the game. They're about to tip off. All of a sudden, the, the players just gotta walk off the court nonchalantly, and the refs sort of like walk around, and everyone's just silent, and the game's just not starting, and no one knows why. And then they make this announcement, and it's like, uh, "Hey, everybody, uh, game's been canceled. You're all safe." Don't worry. <laughs> Everything's fine. Just move quietly to the exodus and check our website for details. <laughs> it's like that crazy. Hey, NBA fans. <laughs> thanks for coming. We have moved all of the players and all the officials. In fact, I'm speaking to you from outside of the building. But take your time. No rush at all. You're riddled with infection. But we'll see you next time. And at that point, we really were at the, the time where we didn't know. Uh, like, if you were in the room or a stadium with a guy who had COVID, do you get it? Like, it, it was unknown at that point. It was really all big questions. And then it was that night later on, they, they canceled the season. The other sports followed. And it was uh, the 16th of March when they instituted the 15 days to stop the spread. Uh, which you remember, of course, Donald Trump's sort of famous speech mm -hmm. uh, from that time. Mm -hmm. So it is a it, this is it. And it's interesting going back and seeing all this stuff, all these weird anniversaries, all the weird takes that everyone had back then. You could tell. And I, I think if you go through this year and you haven't been humbled on getting something wrong with COVID, you're way too certain of yourself. I think everybody from the skeptical side of the argument to the uh, hyper freak out uh, side of the argument. I don't know. I was pretty down the middle. I mean, I don't think... Did you ever predict there's going to be 500,000 dead people? No. I said, yeah. don't fear the numbers. Fear the economic ramifications. You were also very high on the hospital worries. You I was. Very, and it, and I that was did not worried pan about, out. Right. I was worried about that we were we were going to over, overload, which is why I was for the 15-day pause. It's amazing. Everyone I talk to about this is the one person who got it all right. It's amazing how... And they all disagree with each other, yet they're all well, no, right. No, no. I, 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 I mean, <laughs> no, I'd like I to know where I was wrong. I don't know where I was wrong, I but I'm I, sure I was. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. I think... I've been, you know, so I'm out of the, out of step with a lot of conservatives and taking it, I think, more seriously than yeah. a lot of conservatives have. I haven't yeah. been as skeptical, but I did not think we'd be anywhere close to this death count. I would, and I know people will be like, oh, well, they're manipulating the numbers. They're, they're measuring this the same way they do every other disease. You can have a problem with the way they record deaths of disease if you want, but the bottom line is 
This, these numbers are really high. The overall deaths are really high. The excess deaths from a normal year are incredibly high. I did not think it would get this bad. I, I, I will be honest with you, I totally did not think that was going to happen. I remember when Fauci and all them, or Burks came out and said 100,000 to 240,000. Trump was out there as well saying that. And I was like, 240,000? It seemed completely insane a year ago. See, I heard two million a year ago and thought that was completely insane. And both turned out to be completely insane. Insane, yep. This is the Glenn Beck Program.